Blog Talk Radio. Okay, that's it. You are officially out of control. Welcome to another Friday edition of the uh, Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa D.M. Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Right. Comment allez-vous, Papa? She knows nine words of French. I'm going to use all nine. I know that's right. We know where she had been all week. On a chance de Okay. Don't be jealous. That's okay. Mm-mm. It's been a good week. That's How was your week, Kevin? I can't complain. I've been with the Latino guy. Oh, my. Talking Spanish. Como te amas? Oh. <laughs> and beans and rice. Uh, right now. Mm. Okay. I don't Spicy. Spicy beans and rice. Watch out now. Kick, 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 kick. Uh-oh. See, here we go. What you been up to, Papa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing a normal life. Living a normal life, okay. Yeah, normal by what standard? All right, now. Any means necessary, I yeah. guess. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you want to get get it started, get the party started? You might as well. We got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. All right, what we got on the rundown tonight, Kevin? All right, uh, hot topics tonight. Cosby gets three to ten years, unfortunately. Um, American Bar Association calls for the FBI probe, and um, White House orders FBI probe on Kavanaugh. Uh, hit it and quit it headline. Crisis hotline calls increase 200. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, oh. Say oui, oui. Oui. trivia and merci beaucoup. Oh, Au revoir. At least we're going to shock you. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that means uh, <clears throat> mm. I can't say it. That means what? Get it over with. That means what? It sounds sexy as hell, but all it's saying is, at least we're going to shock you. It means Alice, get the cat off the table. Okay. 
But a French guy will get them draws or something crazy like that. Oh, mademoiselle. She'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but it sounds so sexy. Yeah. That's how it works. Anyway. It's been one of those weeks. Yes, it has. It's been one of those years, for real, for real. It's been a rough one. We're gonna, yeah. We're going to get it in. Y'all ready? Yeah, we're going to make it through to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Yep. Ooh, if the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. That's what they old folks are saying. A night of all to be there. Yeah. Y'all ready to get into this rundown? Yeah. Okay. I thought Papa was having a flashback <clears throat> over there. Nah, that's a screw called the Persuaders. Oh, okay. Okay. Sound uh-huh. like a Negro spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all be the weird news. This is the first, <laughs> this is the first half. This is the weird news, y'all. We're going to flip it up a little bit. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> we got to lighten it up a little bit already, as I always say. But mm-hmm. It's all good. All right. What you got for us tonight, Joe? All righty. Hot off the press, for sure. Our beloved... President, Love it. <clears throat> excuse me, Donald. Yeah, I know you had to choke on that one. Donald Trump is in the hospitals, unfortunately, with the COVID-19 virus. Uh, also, Breonna Taylor, grand jury recordings released, and voting rights advocates are being sued. Okay, for so I hit it and quit it headline. Google to pay $1 billion over three years. Interesting story. Trump tries to court black voters. Also, 20,000 workers test positive COVID-19. And German privacy watchdog finds H&M for $41 million. Uh-oh. they back in the news again. Um, our cocktail of the week. That's a big surprise to all of us. Mm. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. Uh, I think we already started that. <laughs> we may get to that. We have time. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper. I got a few surprises. I'll kiss the list and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. He left the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're taking apps. Right. Anyway, uh, our first hot topic is uh, your boy, number 45. Donald Trump, red wine. Uh, I think he's on his uh, re-election committee. Anyway, Donald Trump was hospitalized today with uh, COVID-19. Now, 50% of the people are having symptoms to form and send them all kind of letters and accolades and things like that and well wishes and all that. And uh, the other 50% are saying it's a host, a fake, same old jazz, trying to you know manipulate the public, trying to grab some sympathy points. Trying to get out of the next debate. Whatever you do, however you want to shake it. You know, Trump does what he does to do what he does. Anyway, Donald Trump was uh, flown by helicopter, which is about an eight minute ride to Walter Reed Hospital over there in Bethesda uh, Friday. Hours after, hours after announcing that he and First Lady Melania Trump tested positive for Corona 19. All right. Soon after, one of his uh, longest serving aides, with whom he has recently traveled, also received a positive test result, and uh, what was her name? Uh, Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks, yeah. That little, that nice-looking chick, he'd be walking around smelling her butt all day. 
Because I knew after a while he'd catch some of that little whatever she had because he's so close to her. Anyway, that's just my theory. Okay, the um, situation is raised and many questions about how long the president has been infected. You know, the different people have seen him walk around without a mask, as you know, at his different, uh, what do you call it, his old banquet speeches, you know, rallies. You know, he gets up there and talks like he's a, a... a comedian live on stage on HBO or something, a whole other side of him comes out. As you, and he always says the us and the we and it is and that like like we live in two separate Americas. You know, you're the president run the whole country, but when you talk at your rallies, you're talking about the we and the them, and it's like like we live in. You know, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, the president's uh, physician, his name is uh, Sean Connolly. No, Sean Conley. C O N L E Y. It looks like it looks like uh, James Bond said in the memo Friday afternoon that the president is fatigued. I think he's fat. He's fatigued, but um, remains in good spirits. They also said that he's he's of an older nature. He's 74 years old. Uh, some people are saying he's also obese. Conley also said that uh, the antibody cocktail dose that he mixed up for the president should kick in, and hopefully, uh, along with taking vitamins, that he will subside this. And he'll uh, come out on the positive or the negative side of things, all right? Tessa's come back negative for Vice President Mike Pence and his wife. Um, his wife, Karen, yeah. Hi, Karen. And uh, Ivana, Ivanka Trump and her husband. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the boy. Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. They don't talk much, but he talks when Garrett he wants Kushner. to talk. Mm-hmm. Trump's senior advisor, his name is, uh, well, I guess they're talking about Jared Kushner. And um, Baron Trump, that's a 14-year-old son of, uh, yeah, of Ivanka. That's the, what is that, the uh, third, fourth baby mama? How many baby mamas you got? Three. Is it three? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was four. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. Unless he knocked up some of those strippers. Oh, excuse me. I thought it was four. The one by his wife. Then he got the first wife with the two kids. Oh, it's more than that. Then he's got, what about the girls? Marla Maples. Marla Maples. One. Oh, is that that girl? Uh, That's Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like she's like uh, the girl on the Adams Family. Not Adams Family, yeah. What's her name, Marie? or? Oh, anyway. Marilyn. Marilyn, yeah. She's like Marilyn the Adams Family. She's, she's never around. She's like, Dad, just send me a check. That's only been three. Ivana Trump, Marla Maples, and Melania Trump. Hmm. As we know, now if Barack would have came in with three baby mamas, he would have never got in. He'd been ran out of time. Trump's trans, but everybody else, but he got three baby mamas. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You go figure. Yeah. Uh Like him blonde and young. He sure does. He definitely has a type. Well, the positive uh, Corona-19 diagnosis is keeping the president uh, from an in-person campaigning for now. Planning events around the country have been canceled. It's unclear when the president will resume and get back on his normal schedule. According to administrative officials, uh, Vice President Mike Pence is at the uh, Naval Observatory and remains in good good health. Anyway, um, White House House communicator, what's her name? Ashley Farrell. Uh, her name? I forgot her name. Another blonde. She confirmed the president has not transferred power to Pence. That's a little blonde chick. That, you know, you, you know, it's so interesting. Now I'll talk about this later on. 
this his 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 type of ladies, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the girl, even his personal photographer, who got in the uh, caravan tonight when they were going to the hospital, she got on a helicopter as well as got into his. Uh, and she she's got the same look. She's all she's blonde with a. Yeah. So he has his lookers around him. You know what I mean? He's, I told you he he's has got that. He's got that wandering yeah. eye. Even and if he's not screwing him, he still has a type. He's and well, who knows? You never oh, know. Even <laughs> if never he's not know. personally involved with them. You never know. Ooh, boy. Ooh. Never know. Who's zooming in? He must be the one. I'm sorry. You guys are not wishing y'all fucking at the best? Need to be covered? Uh, you know, I'm not wishing no bad, you know, bad health on him at all. That's not godly, nor is it... Uh, Respectful, but uh, I wish he has a good recovery and all. Okay. Wish that he sees the karma in this. Yeah, you know, good, wish that he sees everything that he's talked about or done or said, and yeah, people he's down or disrespected and all that. You know, what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Everything you do in the dark comes to the light. So hopefully you realize that situation. But in the meantime, uh, hope the brother shakes it. Hope he's not BSing people. But yeah, that's what you I never think. know with him. You don't know if this is a planned strategy move by, you know, the whole move. Let's go for some sympathy for the next 10, 15 days while we ease the young lady up into the, into the, you know, Supreme Court, whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, they still got to go through all the confirmation hearings and all of that. Yeah, know? but that ain't going to take long. You know, if they don't have nothing on her, then they really can't say nothing about her. So, there's, you know, she... Well, did you know that she had previously tested and had coronavirus? Who? Um, the the justice that he just brought um, nominated or no, whatever. No, well, that's, really? that's not even issue Yeah, now. Coney something, Coney, what's her name? Coney Barrett? Whatever her name is. I was reading something earlier that said that she had coronavirus earlier because mm. she was standing right up there with him with no mask. No mask, yeah. Right next to them. Yeah, they, uh, that's their thing. That's what they do. Whatever, whatever Democrats are doing, they're doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just so childish. Yeah. So they know. said he has mild symptoms? Well, he said that. Headache. You know, he was well, I'm people. saying that's what his people are saying. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we can believe that. <laughs> they said Melania yeah. is just having a headache and a, and a little cough. But all I know is that that's how it started with mostly everybody who's had this this virus. But that's what it said the, in the beginning why. stages, and for many people, it escalated. So you believe this? Or? I don't know what to believe. Well, I know they lie so much, so. so don't put that lie out in the universe. They lie so much, I, it's hard to know what to believe. Yeah, I know. They I think? would like to hope for common decency that they would not lie about something this serious. But... Who knows with them? All right, you got anything else on it? I saw the helicopter take him away, and that's the last I saw. No, that's that's what everybody it. kept looking at. I'm like, okay, why are we looking at this? We don't have nothing else to do but look at this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Man, yeah, well, that's all we have for that story. Move on. All right, who's up next? You are uh, Red Wine. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about Breonna Taylor. Uh, the grand jury audio recordings were released today, uh-huh. finally, after uh, some delays that have gone on. But 
The officers involved in the botched raid where Breonna Taylor was killed, uh, according to their recordings, they announced themselves as the police multiple times before they forced their way into the apartment. And this is, again, according to the recordings uh, from the grand jury testimony. Now, I'm going to stop right there and just say, if you're announcing yourselves and you're outside and the people you're announcing yourselves to are inside and sleep, what is that announcement really doing? I mean, unless you are, like, yelling at the top of your lungs, waking up the whole neighborhood, how do you think that they, how can you say for sure that, well, we did announce ourselves, and I guess they didn't hear us? I mean, come on. Anyway, um, the unusual court-ordered disclosure provides what Attorney General Daniel Cameron, that's your boy, called a complete picture of the events surrounding her death. So the police are saying we did announce the first couple of times because our intent was not to hit the door. Our intent was to give her plenty of time to come to the door. And this is what Officer Mattingly said in an interview with another police sergeant. I'm like, okay, so the police are interviewing the police. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? That's what he said oh. in an interview with another police sergeant. Uh, Cameron, that's the attorney general, said that the officers were justified in opening fire after Taylor's boyfriend unleashed. That's a, that's a funny word. After he unleashed the first shot. Mm. He fired one time on what he thought were intruders. But they say unleashed the first shot, you know, like it was a barrage of, of gunfire or something, um, which wounded Mattingly. Uh, the boyfriend, uh, Brianna's boyfriend, and his lawyer are saying that, again, he stands by his testimony that he did not know that these intruders were the police. Now, Mattingly says the officers believed that Taylor was probably there alone. So I go back to what I said a few weeks ago. They anticipated her to be there all by herself, but they came in there with the strength to intimidate her. Well, were they coming for her or for the boy? But what were they, they coming, were coming there for, her. for in the beginning? They claimed it was some kind of a drug bust, drug raid or something like that. Not a bust, but a drug raid. But I, I think I did hear something. I could be wrong. Something about the boyfriend. He had been in jail before. And I thought it was about him. That's why, I, you know. No, they came there for her. They they said it in the in the testimony. They anticipated her being there alone. Wow. They weren't coming looking for him. They didn't even expect him to be there. Hmm. Okay. So you know they're giving all their information in the in the recordings about how they had knocked and you know this and that, and when nobody responded, they said they waited what they felt like was 45 seconds, if not a minute. And then they said, all right, let's go, let's breach it, meaning let's, you know, break the door and kick the door in or whatever. So then the lieutenant told the investigators that he heard gunshots as soon as Mattingly leaned into the dark apartment. Now, the attorney general says the grand jury was presented with a thorough case of all the information. Now, of course, you know, Cameron has come under fire for his role, uh, for the way the whole thing was handled. Mm -hmm. He had been given two days to redact any personal information from the recordings 
before everything was released, because normally these things are always kept secret. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was saying that he was confident that once the public listened to the recordings, that they would see that his team presented a thorough case to the Jefferson County Grand Jury, and that the grand jury was given a complete picture of the events surrounding Ms. Taylor's death on March 13th. So he's saying they complied with the order, and uh, they did it uh, rather than challenging it. He's saying that they went along with it, even though he dragged his feet. They went along with the request to release the tape so that the full truth could be heard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the whole thing is just messy. Well, let me... Um, just read what I just pulled up about why they enter her apartment. Okay. The police had been investigating two men who they believe were selling drugs out of a house that was far from Mrs. Taylor's home. But a judge had also signed a warrant allowing the police to search Miss um, Taylor's residence because the police said they believed that one of the men had uh, had used her apartment to receive packages. So some random man was receiving drugs at her house. So I think they're not telling the whole story. They must have been, from my understanding, how would you know if somebody's uh, trafficking drugs or whatever in there, maybe you were surveilling the house. So everything is not being said, I believe. Is that what you're talking about? Or they had a snitch who told them that. I mean, where did they get that from? You know, I just... I don't know, man. I I just see so many. And this has got nothing to do with Breonna Taylor at all. But I just see oh, there's just so much stuff around this here that I don't really understand. You know, this is the whole raid to me is based on. You know, it's probably a fact of newsy neighbors mm-hmm. in apartments that are just blabbing their mouth about stuff right. and what have you. And then you know what gets me too. Is is the boyfriend, you know, to, to, to fire the weapon like that? Despite mm-hmm. what he thought like that, I mean, you know, once you pull the once you pull the trigger on a gun, man, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. That's it. You you got to deal with any consequences that come after that. Whether even if it was, uh, you know, it was robbery right. or whatever. Yeah, but it was you, registered too. So. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying what type of gun it was, whatever the situation yeah. was, but at this point right now, whatever suspicions they had or conspiracy theories that the cops was going on, once that bullet was fired, man, it was game over. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, them cops is going to, like, even though they could have been wrong as two left shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. But once that bullet was fired, if by ten, if he did fire that, that gun first, you know, the first thing they want to do now is defend themselves. But I don't understand the fact of they shooting through, a, uh, through blinds that was closed. I mean, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. You could have shot anybody in there with that situation. That was very ill-advised. Right. And the best thing you could do also, in my opinion, if somebody's shooting out of there, the best thing for you to do, if you're not SWAT or nobody professionally trained to go in there and breach a place for real, for real, you should retreat and fall back and now set up a perimeter and then set up a negotiating team yeah. if nobody was injured, injured and then do it that way. But these everybody just was just like slap-happy, you know, let's pull the trigger and let's just go in and fire at will and bullets ain't got no names on them. And the end result was that situation. But I just think that whole thing was handled yeah. wrong all the way around. It was responded wrong. It was handled wrong. And the young lady got the got the worst of it, you know, got all of it. But uh, and, you mentioned that before as far as 
negotiating teams, they don't have those anymore. It seems like. Well, they they, they probably they do, but nobody protocol. gives them a chance to get get ready. Negotiating teams ain't sitting in the police station waiting to be called. No. They're like, you know, specialty doctor. You go in the emergency room and you got some kind of situation, they got to call a doctor to come and help you. You may get there at 8 o'clock the next morning, right. but if anybody, whoever's on that emergency room is not qualified, then then your, you know, your spleen's not going to be taken out until the proper doctor can come to take it out. But, right. but they, nobody takes the time to wait for anything anymore. It's almost right. just like go at will and do your thing, and then cops get together in a corner right. after it happens, and everybody makes up their story. Right. And they just talk, and, and it's like the, yeah. you know, so. It's, I mean, because my thing is they're not going to admit that it's an accident. But let me just say this last paragraph, and we'll go to the uh, caller. The eight-page LMPD uh, report reinforces, however, that Taylor was not the main target of the narcotics investigation, which initially centered around other individuals accused of selling drugs. So my they came to her place. They had the warrant for her place. But I think, like Papa Didi said, that neighbors, everybody talking, oh, I see them running drugs. Yeah, exactly. Woods, you know, that's, like that that. would start a whole rumor and everything. But to me, you should have taken the time to see who comes in and out of there. I think they just exactly. got the warrant. They didn't do and any surveillance rushed. and mm-hmm. bum rushed. And, and just, you know, it just was ugly. They, they, just, they actually made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And they just need to, they admitted it with the $12 million, I guess. I don't know. But and them three guys there. One was a cop, one was a detective. What they have in common? Yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't even a, a cohesive group of people that was a SWAT team or one or a group of detectives or a group of cops. You know, when it comes to cops and detectives and everybody, those are three different levels of law enforcement. It just sounds like you know? they just got them randomly that night. But uh, let's go ahead with the call and what they got to say. Hmm. All right, let's go to the line. Uh, let's see. Bring a caller up. Caller. Hello, hello. Yes, how y'all doing? Great. What's your comment? Okay, my comment is they had two different scenarios to that incident. Okay, they had one scenario said that it was another place that they were watching, but the boyfriend was frequently going there. That was a drug activity. So what they did, they had... They was watching him, and they end up finding where he'd be at, at her place. That's why they had to search for it. Okay. Now, a neighbor comes up. They didn't show this part anymore. But I seen it again last week. A neighbor seen it all. A neighbor was going in, and the police did say the recording. They talked okay. to the police. The neighbor was talking to the police. No, to the and and it's what did you hear the police announce themselves? And the neighbor said yes, they announced themselves before they went in. But you don't hear no more about that. Now is this the neighbor is is this the same neighbor who at first said he did not he or she did did not not hear anything and then by the third interview now they changed their mind. Yeah, he say they announced themselves. Then he say, then the guy shot at them because they told him, go on in your place. He say he was looking out the window at all of it when they start, the cavalry start coming. Like two police cars, then they had the big tank and all that stuff start coming in. He said, we're watching all. Hmm. 
I'm just having a hard time putting all these pieces together. I think everybody yeah, is. The part that's puzzling me, how this pop up? First, you have to have a, a case you get over the silk case in order to come up with a a settlement and give somebody some money. That's it's gonna true. Pop up and and give this woman some twelve million dollars. See, come on now, they're trying to come up something. Yeah. And in order to get a search warrant, when you go to the judge and request a search warrant, you have to have some kind of probable cause or some justification. So you can't just go in there and say, we think there's something going on and we want to go in there and look around. You have to be able to say something. Right. Why would the neighbor change the story? That's what got me. First you say you didn't hear nothing, then you hear something. Exactly. Two times this neighbor said, I didn't hear anything. And by the third interview, now the neighbor goes, oh, you know what? Yeah, I did hear it. Yeah, I was outside, and they told me, go on in, back in your place. Come on, there's too much going on here. Too much. Mm-hmm. You're right, Carla, too much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that was Too much slick stuff. Yeah, that was just too much. I mean, like I said, there was nothing cohesive about the group that showed up first. When they show three people, and I tell you, law enforcement has their own level. Detectives are with detectives, cops are with cops. They're all different levels. When you when you become a cop, you get promoted to detectives, and they don't usually they hang out, but they don't hang out together. Usually, when the cop shows up to somewhere first, and then the detective shows up to investigate. Mm-hmm. But this situation here, then where was the real specialist? Where was the people that they, like you know like if you look at the show Chicago? PD, where they have the uh, the guys work upstairs. They're in intelligence. Yeah. Where's the intelligence group? That that's what they do. But it was clearly no intelligence. No, there was no intelligence at all. Anyway, thanks for the call, caller. Okay. uh, All right, gonna keep it moving. Yeah, we'll keep it moving. Yeah, but that that whole thing though has just been slowly unraveling. uh, And then the thing on top of it too, you know, just to, to hold that discussion for a minute. Is that district attorney, man? He just seems so out of his league, you know? He's so out of his league because, see, now anything I do with district attorney, I'm sure Barr got in his ear, you know, because, see, one thing about Trump and Barr, they worry about everything that has to do with nothing. I'm going to talk about that later on because, see, nobody's worrying about these fires in California. And I'm watching the news, and I'm watching these fire trucks ride down these little highways, and there's fires on both sides. It was a man that had his whole winery just burnt to the ground. Yeah. And Trump and Pence ain't saying nothing about these fires. Mm-hmm. And these fires are, like, vicious in California. Well, wait, let me interject this. I mean, vicious. Trump had something to say about them during the uh, the so-called debate. Mm-hmm. Trump said that the problem is there needs to be better forest management. Well, that's not, that's not that's about what that, but that's, that's the issue. Was, but but that's, he wasn't trying to deal with it at a federal level. Yeah, well, you know. Come on, everybody wants everybody. There's money going to California. You can all talk no, about. What's crazy is that most of those forest areas are federally owned. They're not state owned. Some of them are, but the majority of them are so federally owned. So the government owned. is responsible for taking exactly. care of them. Exactly. You don't want government. But see, but that's that's so but that's but but, 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 but the timbers are burning now. Yeah. You can't blame you know if your wife burns the house down. What you gonna do? You are gonna say, damn, you stupid. Trump was saying that well, when you have dead trees and dead limbs that fall and yeah, but, you fall know, on the ground, that they need to get out there and clean that stuff up, well, and then it won't be so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but that's but that's Monday morning quarterbacking. That ain't that ain't that is not. I'm just saying, how crazy! Like he wants people to go out there and like rake the forest. Up. Well, no, I'm just you know this is no joking matter. This is this is saying that's that the idiocy of this that he business. says. Yeah, I that agree fire had destroyed people's well, lives. Well, let's see what's totally. gonna happen before the election, uh, Papa. Let's see I mean, what's, what's just, gonna happen. He's gonna do anything. But let me get to this last story, a hot topic before we get into the hidden security. Okay. Ooh, this is a voting rights advocate sued to block Texas governor's order limiting uh, counties to one ballot uh, drop-off location. Mm. Voting rights advocates have filed a a lawsuit against Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott for the one kissing list. Greg Abbott? Yep, Greg Abbott, two B's and two T's, contending that um, his new order limiting mail ballot drop-off locations to one her county burdens voters and undermines the public's confidence in the election itself. The complaint filed um, late Tuesday in federal court seeks to block enforcement of an order Abbott issued Thursday and to allow counties to offer multiple ballot drop-off locations ahead of a projected rise in mailing voting during the general election. Uh, It goes on to say the impact of this 11th hour decision is momentous targets Texas' most vulnerable voters, older voters and voters with disabilities, and re, uh, results in wild variations in access to absentee voting drop-off locations, depending on the county uh, a voter resides in. So the legal action came hours after Abbott issued his order, a move that Democrats and voting rights advocates decried, saying it was aimed at suppressing the vote. Abbott said having a single drop-off location per county is necessary for ballot security, echoing unfounded claims by President Trump about the risk of voting by mail. He go. He on the same page with Donald Trump. Mm. So, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? So this is basically voter suppression once again. Yes, ma'am. The same shit, different. All dressed up. Yep. Yep. It's like they say you can put a monk a suit on a monkey, but it won't make him a man. So they're doing the same old mess over and over. Uh oh. Hey. Yep. Over and over again. Doing it over and over. Yep. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it's gonna play out. So they're gonna be going back and forth, back and forth in court to see if they can get some more of the um, you know, places where you can drop off the ballot. That's yeah, that that is crazy. You that would think they would place. be adding more places. Yeah, yeah you know, less. you can't. You know, when you are doing when you are doing so many provisions to prevent something, you're 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 running so scared, and and then these are grown people. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand so. that why grown why how old is that governor? You're right. I don't know. I mean, man, I tell you, one thing about a cult. Greg Abbott. One thing about a cult. When you're being led. By a cult, you don't even realize once the cult is lifted and now you've escaped from the cult, you don't even realize the stuff that you've done while you're part of that cult. And that's what what Trump has these people. They're so afraid of their careers because they think that as long as they follow Trump, they'll be cool. But they don't realize that when it comes to election time, they got their own elections to worry about. Yeah, Because, let me tell you something, It 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 is almost just as good 
Now, even if Trump if Trump wins the election, but let's just say that the Democrats win the Senate and they already have the House, what if they win the House and the Senate? That's what Trump that's what Barack was up against. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trump couldn't I mean Barack couldn't make a move in either direction. Nope. He was by himself up there. That's why he had to do so many what do they call those uh the orders, what he got to sign, the uh, executive, executive orders. orders. Yeah, he was doing the executive order. I'm going to bypass all y'all, you know, fuck all y'all, you know. Yeah. Because he right. had, you know, he had a Republican Senate, Republican uh, Congress. Dealing with a bunch of jerks. So if Trump had that, see, the only reason why Trump is able to do his thing now is because your boy Mitch is uh, doing his thing with that. But if you got a, if you got a, a, a uh, if you have a, a, a Democrat Senate, yeah. whoo, that's powerful too. Mm-hmm. That could stop the president. So, but check out his previous um, jobs. He was Texas Attorney General, 2002 to 2015, and he was Associate Justice of the Texas Supreme Court, 96 to 2001. Mm. So he said he held some big, uh, you know, yeah, uh, things. Um, like he's 60, he's 62, so. He's in that category. So then there's no excuse for him to act so ignorantly. Like like Papa said, he's following in Trump mm-hmm. whatever BS. <laughs> yeah, but when they go to when they go to vote, yeah, he's on his own ballot. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. can't help him there. You know, unless people go in there and vote straight Republican, right? Which people usually do nowadays. Nobody goes in a booth anymore and just goes. You know, they don't freelance. Right. Everybody just pulls the big blue or the big red lever, and so be it. You know, and if you would go down and just pick people you want to pick on there, it would be a lot more. That way, now if you even if you don't uh, go all blue, you know, because people can have their preferences. But um, I'm just hoping. I mean, this is going to be very interesting, man. I tell you, I just think this election is going to be worse than the OJ trial. Ooh. When the when the separation of blacks and whites, remember how that was? Yeah, Ooh, well, I'm really right. worried about, about when Trump made that comment during the alleged debate mm-hmm. and said he wanted all his supporters to go to the polls and yeah. watch. Yes. yes, everything that's going on. Well, see, well, and they well, already have people who do that yeah, as but part see, that's of the a, election that's process. That's a dog whistle for for people that are illegal. That are out there right, doing doing stuff. Right, but here's the stuff. thing: you can't just go in there and do that. Well, when do they care about? So Kent? all of the different, you know, when do uh, they care attorneys about Kent? and generals and whatever of different states are saying, "Look, I'm just letting everybody know now that that is illegal. You will not be able to come up in here and do that. And if you try to do it, you will be arrested." Yeah, well, so see, once again, seen. Trump tells people new stuff seen. that is not in and they'll do it. with right. the law. And they'll do it. Right. They'll do it. That's him talking to his people. Yeah. That's he's talking to his I'm yep. telling you and that. And all these people who run if you don't recognize, the if you don't recognize, if you don't and you well, want to get arrested. Let me tell you something. When Trump talks, if you don't recognize that dog whistle is being blown, then you are so out of touch. For sure. No, all I'm saying funny. is that he's leading people down the garden path as all. Well, that's what well that's what he does. Yeah. He's a bully. I'm I mean, like, that's what a bully your does. People, why are you setting them up to get locked up? They're not gonna get locked up. You kidding me? They got too much power. They got too much Who's power. power. You talking about Great these line. common citizens? Right. No, who do you mean okay. who has all this power? Let me tell you something. As long I'm as, talking about these common citizens. Long if as, they show up and as try long to observe, as, as long as Barr <laughs> is the attorney general. attorney general 
he's in charge of all the law all over the world. So no matter what they get busted with, yeah, you keep thinking that. Okay, see, you're living in that la-la world. I'm in the reality, man. I'm trying to tell you All right, so why that the people who are in charge of the states that are monitoring the elections all over the country have already come out and said, if people try to intimidate people trying to observe the voting process, that they will be arrested. By who? Period. By the police and all the different And you states. think the priest going to be preoccupied with elections and people robbing banks and killing people and everything else? What makes you think? Come on, man! Got, you act what like makes you think? What day? makes you think that the police so got time to this sit? This is one of the most contentious. Yeah, but that does not ever. mean that people aren't. You don't ra- think the police are going to be there? It doesn't mean people have stopped robbing banks or raping people or that's domestic right. violence. That hasn't stopped. Ain't and everything saying has, that that's not going to be done. Do you realize? I'm that just the, saying the police are going to be there. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments on either side, give us a call. The 914 803 4306 The police are dispatched based on priority. And you know what the biggest priority is for the police out there? The One election. Th- oh, no. On election day, it will be. No. Trust and believe. What is one of the, what is the one of the biggest priorities of police dispatch? I don't know. You tell me. Domestic violence. Domestic violence. If somebody call and say that a husband and wife is fighting in the street, you'll see nine cars out and there. And I will say it again. On election day, oh, that will be the here priority. We, go. we have to wait and see. Here we All go. right. Well, we're gonna take a little. Cece, yeah, and come back with our hit and quit. I don't know if we're going to hit them and quit them. No. <laughs> we're going to try. We're yep. taking apps for another uh, commentary. We'll be right here. back after the break. Red wine going to be negotiating. Papa Didi's job is on the We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Lame Duck. Uh, <laughs> red wine. Really? She's on her final days. Say something else crazy in support of Trump. And I got news. I'm gonna call it. This is a talk show, and we all have the freedom to voice our opinion. This is a studio, and Uber Uber picked up here. You keep talking. One person, Papa Didi, we maybe call her an Uber driver and get her out of here. We can all voice our opinion. Uber, take her away. So don't get it confused. Send me the bill. I'll pay for it. What a tip. Did I finish fighting now? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into this crazy, this story here. Google is going to pay $1 billion mm. over three years for news content. Trying something new. This is out of London. Google will pay publishers $1 billion over the next three years for their content. The company said on Thursday that it has um, signed agreements for its news partnership program with nearly 200 publications. Check this out. Different foreign countries. Germany, Brazil, Argentina, Canada, UK, and Australia. This financial commitment, our biggest to date, will pay publishers to create and curate high-quality content for a different kind of online news experience. Okay. Google's News Showcase is launching in Brazil and Germany. It will um, appear first on Google News on Android, then um, Apple, iOS, before it will be rolled out to Google Discover and Search. The funding uh, builds on a news licensing program launched by Google. Okay, they're trying to do something different. The pressure has been rising over compensation in a number of countries 
before Google and Facebook. I guess they figure they got so much money. Uh-huh. Um, Australia's government is drafting a law to make Facebook and Google um, pay the country's media companies for the news content. Wow. Okay. So they can't get all that news for free anymore, huh? Right. Wow. Interesting. And and Facebook last year unveiled its own plan to pay U.S. news companies, including Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, USA Today, for their headlines. Um, that was um, about $300 million over three years. That is interesting because all of those services do have news articles that end up on their site. Yeah. You know, and usually that's where they begin. Well, usually because people who subscribe to the site post articles. Yeah. You know, you're tagging stuff, you're posting stuff, you see an interesting article. And I guess, you know, the people who who own that content are feeling like we're not getting paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, they're the hard workers. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, that Wall Street Journal, man, they, they've been in business for a long time. I've learned a lot of uh, different strategies because a lot of CEOs and everything live by some of the commentary that come at they come they they had a thing one time they said well if you pay people less money they'll work harder and all all these different analogies and some of these big time CEOs live on that and they take their lower level employees and they put all these theories to it just to see if it'll work and it's crazy and people kind of fall for that crap and I'd be like are you kidding me and this is why CEOs able to make so much money because they allow people down on the lower level to, they start battling against each other, mm-hmm. as you know. Coworkers now start battling because they find a couple of them amongst the, co- well, I'll, I'll tell you this for, for what's popping, let me show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, um, yeah, that's that's a very interesting topic. We'll we'll get back with that because. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on that one. Yeah, big circulation. Wall Street Journal. Yes, they do. Huge. Two point, almost three million. There used to be another another publication out too that I used to USA get stuff today? from. Uh, no, uh, something called it, the Kip, Kipling or something Kipling like that. Report, yeah. yeah, Kipling Report. Used I used to, a, I used to peep that back in the day because I was one of them little, you know, you know, I was one of them studious guys. I, you know, I liked to, I like, I like, I was hungry for knowledge. They said And the Kiplinger uh, had like a, it was it wasn't even a paper, it was almost like a. a Pamphlet kind of thing right. they, that opened up, like you know. They had uh, um, the um, headquarters over there in Highsville called right? Kipling um, Building. Now the condos and everything there. Home mm-hmm. Depot was over there now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's but, where it uh, used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them. I remember them well. Yeah. Remember them right. well. Who's up next? Who we got? I'll go. Red wine. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Red wine. Said he'll go. Go ahead. Well, you know, I know red wines, ladies. Anyway, our hidden quit it. Nearly 20,000 Amazon workers have tested positive for the COVID virus, wow. COVID-19. Uh, mm. Now, where's your boy, what's the name, Basil, on all this? Jeff Basil. You don't hear him at all. He's like a silent CEO. He He's don't, sitting up in the tower with a mask on. Well, with his new he girl. Probably, you know, he, he probably didn't, don't have a mask. Well, he divorced his wife. She walked away with more money. He had this He money. bought his mask on. Plan. Anyway, Amazon <laughs> said to Thursday that nearly 20,000 of his frontline U.S. workers have tested positive for a presumed or presumed positive for the virus uh, that causes COVID-19. But the online retail uh, revealed the data for the first time saying that the uh, infection rate of the employees was well below what, what the same U.S. government averages are based on the population of the company. Now, what the hell is that about? Now you're going to say, oh, well, being we got 100,000 jokers, 
You know, if, if we got twenty thousand that fucked up, it's cool. Huh? It's yeah. cool. That's it's a low percent. One is not cool. You know what I mean? One is not cool. Just like when Trump's saying, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll lose a few people during the disease." You know, well, why the hell would you talk so casual like that? What if a few people we lose was your ass? You know. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't buy this here particular situation. But Amazon said in the corporate blog that uh, it's providing the data the data as part of an effort to uh, keep employees informed, to share details, and you know let let people know that they're reporting stuff officially to the government. So when the government goes to issue their um, their vaccines and all that, that they'll be one of the first line people to get the recovery situation. Right. But I just I don't buy the whole topic of saying that you know we we we're going to deal with um, casualties like that, like mm-hmm. it's collateral damage. Let me see the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know why you focus on you focus on collateral damage was when it has nothing to do with you or your family. Mm-hmm. Once remember your family, it's not so collateral, is it? Because you don't feel yeah. the pain somebody else is feeling. So this this article is bullshit that Amazon is putting out, saying, well, that's below the average. 20,000 people, we have over 500,000 employees, so 20,000 is just, you know, just, well, one is too many. Yeah. Your dead, your ass ain't lying in a coffin, dead motherfucker, so who the hell are you saying somebody else's death is, is, is casual? Okay. Or, is, is, you know, I'm just saying, let me back off of that. Whoa, Papa Dude, Papa Didi firing on both. What is that? Both pistols? Well, that's why we firing you, Red Wine, because you don't put it in like that. <laughs> All right. Come on, Red Wine. What you got? Anyway, back to what we were talking about voter suppression. Trump's at it, doing his thing to uh, suppress the vote. Uh, Trump says, uh, you probably heard him say this, that he's done more for black Americans than any other president other than Lincoln. <laughs> And he says uh, that his advisors are also touting the idea that he could significantly increase his share of the black vote, both nationally and in the key swing states, from the 8% he got in 2016. I'm like, dang, that's all you got of the black vote in 2016 was 8%? So the Trump campaign is now putting money where their mouth is, so on, they started on September 30th, launched a campaign uh, that announced, wait a minute, announced, so that doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but they announced a six-figure advertising buy on cable networks and certain radio markets, I guess where black folks are. They put ads out that explicitly target the African-American vote. So in one TV ad, they got formal Former NFL player Jack Brewer, uh, who's a black person, who says that he supported Barack Obama previously, but now he supports Donald Trump. And he says in the ad, it's okay because Donald Trump created the best job market and economy for black Americans and Americans of all races. Yeah, okay. Who's this football player? Put him on the kiss at list. What's his name again? Jack Brewer. Who is he? I don't know, but he no, sounds right. like he, I don't even know who he is. No, he sounds like he knows black people so well. Yeah, so well. It's amazing how everybody. Jack Brewer. You know, you know what's so deep. B R E W E R. Yeah, let's run by our tech news. Yeah, let's get the research team and look yeah. him up. Oh my God, he's um, a former football safety who played for football. 
Minnesota Vikings, Giants, Eagles. What is he, black, white? What is his name? Yeah. He played for four different teams. Yeah, it, it looks but that like says um, people didn't really want him. Like Tyler Perry. <laughs> he's black? Yeah, he's yeah. black. But wait, you said he was on four different teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. He looks like a nerd. What year was he playing? You know? He's 41, so probably 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, 15. So he's somebody that nobody really knows other than his parents and his family, so... Mm-hmm. Anyway, in a Republican uh, coup or yeah, or, so uh, the ad offers images of black people working and doing different things, and it shows Trump signing the criminal justice reform bill, and then there's a radio spot that hits Biden talking about the 1994 crime bill. I'm like, okay, that was in '94. Why are we still talking about that? So he's talking about how the 94 crime bill that Biden signed that put millions, that's what the ad says, put millions of black men in prison for nonviolent crimes. And then it highlights Trump's recent promise to create 3 million new jobs and 500,000 new black-owned businesses in his next term. And I'm like, first of all, if you had ability to do all that, why didn't you do it in your first term? But you're promising you're going to do all this in your second term. Well, you know, the yeah. crime bill, you know, that, that situation that came along, it, it was definitely promoted. Black people was the one that really sorry, And Bill Clinton was a part of that as well. Bill, It was Bill Clinton, it was uh, uh, Giuliani and all of them, you know, and they, they, they kind of, you know, the, the stop and search and all that jazz came <clears> away <throat> with that. And black people were the victims of it only because people felt like now they had a right to go in harder on black people. Mm-hmm. It was full been for the whole world. When you sign a crime bill, it don't say the black crime bill. Right. It was a crime bill. It was a crime but bill. black people, people that, that didn't like blacks from the beginning or wanted to go after black or go up a black person's asshole, that was their, that was their ability to do it. And that's why it got so vicious. And then when Trump, but not Trump, but when Bill Clinton saw what was happening and Biden saw what was happening, they were like, oh, shit, what did we unleash? You know, because now, I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't pull no white folks in the beginning. So they should have saw the handwriting on the wall before you gave people more privilege to pull people over because the only people being pulled over was us. So when you gave people the right to, to just open up our fucking trunk just by pulling us over, it kind of, it got deep. It got cr- especially in New York with Giuliani. Oh, my Lord. He well, was that's just, what happens when you know, people put stuff out there before they check out who is the target audience, so to speak. But, you know. And but, they weren't really looking at that. They yeah, were just but, saying, right, but, but this let me, will take care but, of the issue. But to make my point, to make my point, though, as we as we go forward as black people or as a people, that's, that's another area of, of life that we I wouldn't say we survived it, but we was able to ease out of it and don't lose our whole race, you know what I mean, and was able to recognize it and get people to apologize for the shit. And Trump hopefully feels, I mean, uh, Biden hopefully feels bad about it, and, and, and Bill Clinton feels bad about it. Giuliani is just fucking overjoyed about it. So, you know, I'm just saying, it's just stuff that has tagged us. But for this guy here to bring it up, Long, right now, Trump has superseded all the bullshit. You know what I mean? You okay. can't. Trump done fucking I mean, he's over. He's comparing himself to Lincoln. You know. And say, I've done more for black yeah, people with the possible you know, uh, exception of but Lincoln. See, the, the thing that bothers me when, when anybody says anything about black people, people don't realize how many shades of black there is. And we're not. 
We're not going a monolithic home. People society. think we're, you know what gets me to, and I, like I said, I'm going to save this for my segment. Stick around if you're out there. Stick around, because when I go into uh, what's popping, I'm, I'm going hard. I'm mm-hmm. going to shit. I'm going mm-hmm. to right. knock one last socks. Go and do your thing. Um, out of uh, Berlin, Germany. A German uh, privacy watchdog said Thursday that it is fining clothing retailer, here we go, H&M, uh, $41 million after the company was found to have spied on some of its employees in Germany. What? Yep. This wasn't about those monkey shirts. No, not this time. The information was recorded on a network drive accessible to up to 50 managers and used, among other things, to obtain a detailed profile of employees to measure and decisions regarding the employment. Come on, now. You can't do that. The privacy violation was discovered after the data briefly became visible to all people on the company. Come on, Network, y'all. Resulting in news reports about the information gathered. Mm-hmm. H&M, put them on the kisser list, I'm on list, said in a statement that the practices in Nuremberg didn't correspond to company guidelines, but that it is nevertheless took full responsibility and had apologized to the employees. The company said it would examine the fine issued. (laughs) After they put people's business out on Main Street, and you're going to say, oh, our bad. So this must be uh, the uh, owner of H&M, Casper, welcomed H&M's decision to pay compensation to employees at the uh, Nuremberg Service Center and take measures to prevent future privacy breaches. Yeah, okay. Show the intention to give the employees the respect and appreciation. Are you serious? Really? See, if this was never found, they would have been using it for the employees. It would have continued. Yeah, somebody put it on their their site. They ought to be shot. H&M, they back in the news again. And they back on the kissing list. Yep, put them on the kissing list. All right. Was that the last hit and quit it? Yep. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ay, ay, ay. It's oh, time oh. for Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week, week. week. <laughs> what you got well, for us tonight? Tonight we stepping on, it's called the Maker's Mark 46 slash mm-hmm. Bailey's Irish Cream. Ooh, and it's so a, it's a Bailey's 46? There you go. It's the bomb diggity. Ooh. Um, I got a little, I don't know what this glass is, but you can put an old-fashioned glass. You're going to fill that with ice. You're going to put your Bailey's, uh, no, I'm sorry. First, you put your Maker's Mark 46 in or any bourbon or cognac of your choice, but we're drinking Maker's Mark 46 tonight. <laughs> Pour that over ice with the Bailey's Irish Cream and uh, just stir. That's it. What you call it, uh, Red Wine? A Maker's 46. No, Bailey's 46. Bailey's 46. Bailey's 46. Let me write that down. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Expensive. I feel like I'm eating filet mignon. (laughs) Damn. Bailey's 46. It's a a filet mignon of cocktail. And it's got the real Bailey's in it. I like that. Right then. Got the real Bailey's in there. Write that down, too. Ain't no fake me out, Caroline's, or... Any other, you know, they give you like nine Irish creams 
if you don't want to spend that Bailey's money. Yeah, but this, but this is the original Bailey's. They have, mm. do have other flavors, but mm. other types of Irish cream. Yeah. Oh, of course. I'm just talking course. about different flavors of Bailey's ices. Get the original. The original. Okay. Yeah, oh, that makes me want to shimmy. A lot of people use Carolines in place of uh, you know, people that want to go cheap. And it's nothing. It's nothing I, like Bailey's. Yeah, that's true. It's a category by itself. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, but it'll be on. It'll be on our website. All right. Ooh. What are we going to get into, uh, Papa? I'm shimmying. Come on, what's Papa? What's Papa? Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Yeah, well, I tell you what. As we hit the halfway through the show at the ten o'clock hour, man, I tell you, there's so much going on in the world today. I really sometimes don't even know what to talk about, but there's so much to talk about. You know, the one thing we have to look out for is the blindness and the the hypnotic aspect of people that's going on. Yeah. The hypnotic aspect of uh, of what's happening out there today, you know. There's so many, it's it's almost like it's it's two two type of, uh, two type of, of, of white folks out there today, you know. Really? And and I'm I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just afraid to death about the ones that are that are hypnotized with the whole cult situation. You know, when you go to work and you you look at white folk, when you say something like Black Lives Matter, just just say it casually. Well, what do you mean by that? You know, black You know, when they come off to you like that, you get scared to death because you're saying, "Damn, this person's so out of touch." Well, you're not even trying to put, and then you got to break down shit just so you can survive the work day. You know, you got to talk like you, you know, you got to talk all casual. That's why I'm glad I have a radio show where I can talk about the motherfuckers on Friday night. You know what I mean? And excuse the expression, but that's what I would do. Because, you know, people, they, they, they think they know life, but they really don't. They're so... A lot of people of another persuasion, and I won't even focus on white or Caucasian or yet. We'll just say another persuasion. Use the code, you know. And you know, people of another, another damn, I almost said it. Damn, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. how you feel. It's like the cartoon, yeah, murder sure. cartoon. You bang somebody here, they go yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, say um, it how you feel. It. You know, you 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 kind of you look at the people and you say, wow. I never knew you were like that. I never knew that you were so pro who you are, but it's only on skin color. I mean, if you're going to hate me for something, hate me for something a little stronger than a damn skin color. What the hell is that about? You must, y'all the motherfuckers go to the beach to get a goddamn tan every summer. You lay out butt-ass naked, so you go, oh, I got a full tan. Okay, does that mean you were naked? Butt-ass naked on your front, you Flip over on the back and got that crack of your ass, brown, everything else. You want everything brown. They don't want a they don't want a uh, print of a bathing suit. Girl, I'm brown all over. Oh yeah, when nobody's around, I got an even tree on the beach, girl. I got butt ass naked. I got brown all up my ass crack. And they love that shit. And even when you're in the office, you're not paying them too much attention. They come and say, Girl, look at like on a Monday when they come back to work from the weekend in the summertime, a hot summer July day. Look at you. Look how brown you are. Oh my God, girl. You're like so good. You're so brown. I'd be like, fuck. How the hell do you hate Negroes and you fucking bragging about being brown? Where the fuck is the middle ground in that shit? I don't understand. I don't understand the logic of that shit. It happens every summer. 
Every summer they bust their ass to go to Ocean City or whatever, and they want to come in the office Monday morning and say, Oh, look at Karen. Oh, my God. Somebody's brown. And they say it out loud. And black folks be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what the what the fuck complexion? What does that mean? What the hell? I mean, you know, we, we're just so dumbfounded of the, the fucking background noise that these stupid white motherfuckers are projecting. It's crazy. And, you know, we just, we deal with it. We sit in the office and say, this is some bullshit. These motherfuckers hate our fucking guts, but they love to be brown. Mm-hmm. You know, and they brag about this shit. Anyway, I, I won't dwell on that. But all I'm saying is that the whole hypnotic aspect that Trump has put people in, they're just, they're brainwashed. And then it was proven when the little guy over there in uh, that town where, uh, where he shot the two people, he's walking around with a fucking long gun, nobody arrested his ass, and he shot two people. Well, somebody should have shot right back at his ass. Then he threw his ass up, his hands up in the feet, and the cops and he pulls over because they saw white skin. So they rode right by his ass. Why is this shit becoming a skin color thing? What gets me is that you're living like it is, not, and I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ease down on this here. You're living like we're living in 1965, 68, when Mother King was murdered. You act like we live in those time frames when it was a black and white thing. It's not black and white no more. Now it's Spanish. It's it's it's, it's Ethiopian. It's Middle Eastern. You know what I mean? It's Somalian. It's it's all fucking colors of the rainbow out there today. And everybody's fucking everybody. So the fucking kids are fucking caramel color. They're, you might as well name them motherfuckers Crayola. Because them bitches are nine different colors. So how are you going to justify nowadays who is actually black? Don't let the hairstyle fool you or the hair grade fool you or or the complexion fool you because somebody could be almost looking white as snow, but the mother could be black or the father could be white. You don't know who's who today, but you still got the same old lame-ass reason why you're hating because of skin color. But wake up, uh, what do they call them, the proud boys or whatever? Wake up, proud boys. The only people that ain't fucking everybody is your white stupid asses. Y'all little white motherfuckers ain't fucking nobody with your three inches of white steel between your legs. Three inches of dick between your legs, jacking your dick most of the time. And, you know, and, and you guys don't know what's happening in the world. Other people, Spanish people, black people, Ethiopian people, Middle Eastern people, they are fucking, fucking all day. And making babies and making shit and creating shit and bringing new shit. You'll see a motherfucker with orange hair, brown skin, brown fucking eyes, and big ass lips. You'll be like, what the fuck is that? Wow. That fucking semen mixed with that motherfucking vagina juice turned into some wild shit. So all I'm saying is that y'all don't even know who the fuck you're shooting at because everybody's fucking everybody. So you don't even know who you're shooting at. The color of the rainbow exists. Crayola is live and well. So watch how you pull that fucking trigger because I got news for you. Y'all just don't know. That shit ain't black and white no more. I'm done. That's all I got to say. I'm going to drink to that. I feel like I should have had a condom or something for that. <laughs> that thing was raw. Woo! Watch out, man. It was right. <laughs>
I'm just saying. It was wrong, but it was right. I'm just saying. I got to give you a pound on that one. I'm just saying. Well, we gonna, uh, this shit ain't black and white no more. It's, everybody it's, I, is I agree fucking with you on everybody. That. I, I agree. Right. Don't I agree. think the f- it's all gray. We need to get off the black and white. Everything Ooh. is gray. They don't even know. Ooh. They don't even know. Well, they gonna know. Yeah. Well, we see more people. I'm sorry, Kat. I'm sorry to say I have seen more people, particularly older white people, mm-hmm. with their grandchildren. And it's a little brown child. Yep, it sure is. You what about the girl? What about the lady going up for, for judge for the? the oh well, she got to yeah, adopt it too. But that's yeah, all black. She's adopted too. Yep. Yeah. But I do believe sitting there. I was like, oh. I do believe her decisions are not going to be based on Donald Trump. She's going to base it on those children. Damn, one of them was black. That's brown what I'm saying. Brown and dark yeah. and yeah. I'm yeah. like, whoa. I'm saying, like when I go when I do go out to the store and stuff, I have seen more elderly or older. I shouldn't say elderly, but older white men and women mm-hmm. with their little grandchildren, and you hear the grandchildren tell my grandma, grandpa, and these little looking brown around like brown kids, yeah. very swirly because their daughter married a black and man, like, and he oh, that okay. fucking hey, and some of them the child's undeniable, right? Okay, and they're not out here trying to hide their grandchildren. Not at all. They're out here proud they of their grandbaby. They are loving that grandbaby. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's my brown baby. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's unfortunate, but it's going to be a case like that. Some white damn jackass is going to say, "That's not your grandchild." Oh, mm-hmm. it's always somebody, somebody white mm-hmm. or somebody black. I mean, that that that. Like, whose child is that? What are you, a daycare provider? You a nanny or something? They go. They gonna. They gonna be like. Uh, that's my grandchild. Mm-hmm. Back off. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. all right, where are we now? We're gonna lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> I will take the first one. That's my usual. We're gonna lighten it up. Oh, we going to okay. the weird news? Yeah, we're going to the hey. weird news. Let's hit it. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. Surprise, surprise. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. Authorities use care to entice a captured emu. Another emu. This in Boston. Austin. An emu that was spotted roaming the streets of a city near Boston was. Corralled by authorities in Massachusetts, the emu was reported on Wednesday morning in Haverhill, about 35 miles north of Boston, and was captured two hours later. The Eagle Tribune reported that the emu named Kermit. His name is Kermit. Kermit. You mean Kermit the emu? That's the one that's on that um, commercial, the um, Liberty commercial. Yes. Escaped from the property of a local resident who cares for unwanted animals. The resident had been preparing to transport Kermit to a farm in Maine when it fled. Authorities uh, say the bird was captured safely after it was given a pair from a nearby tree. Native to Australia, emus are the largest living bird after the ostrich and can reach up to nearly 100 pounds and a height of almost 6 feet. They run fast and can become aggressive. Yeah, I've heard they can be aggressive. I don't want to come across one of those. You know what? I remember we did an, a weird news a while back where mm-hmm. there was a e- couple of emus that were terrorizing some kind of outdoor bar. Yes. And they were in there pecking people and messing with stuff. I know. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a they wild bird. They were doing bird. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. He's a wild bird. But I tell you, Liberty Mutual really got that one trained to the max. Yeah. Yeah, they got a trained that that that's, that's, yeah. that's an interesting That's Lemu, emu. And Doug. And Doug, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting commercial. That's my people, too. I That's fuck with them. Yeah, I fuck with them. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I got one for you out of London. Mm-hmm. They said Subway bread is not bread, according yeah, to the Irish court. 
Yeah, this has become a big thing. Mm-hmm. This thing went all the way to Ireland Supreme Court. Oh, wow. Ireland Supreme Court ruled that the bread sold by Subway contains so much sugar that it cannot be legally defined as bread. What? Some people. Hey, the ruling came as a t- in a tax dispute brought by Bookfinders Limited, which is an Irish Subway franchisee, which argued that some of its takeaway products, including teas and coffees and heated sandwiches, were not liable for value-added tax. People always trying to duck taxes. So a panel of judges rejected the appeal on Tuesday of this week, ruling that the bread sold by Subway contains too much sugar to be categorized as a staple food, which is not taxed. So I guess if it was a staple food, like stuff you need to survive, then they don't tax it. So they say there's so much sugar in this, this is not bread, it's not a staple food. So the law makes a distinction between bread as a staple and other baked goods like cookies and confectionery things, fancy baked goods, etc. Subway disagreed and said that our bread, of course, is bread. We have been baking fresh bread in our restaurants for more than three decades, and our guests return every day for sandwiches made on bread that smells as good as it tastes. (laughs) So the book finders at Franchisee says they are appealing the decision by authorities who refused to refund the value-added tax payments that they had previously made, and the lower courts dismissed the case before it even got to the Supreme Court. So Subway said they're reviewing the latest tax rules, and they added that the decision was based on an outdated bread exemption set by the Irish government back in 2012. Are you serious? So they fight over. Come on, y'all. They said there's too much sugar in it. They said this is really more like a baked confectionery good like thing. A, like, like a, a fucking donut. Like exactly. a donut. Oh, donut or a muffin but or see, something. as Americans, we don't listen to that, but they're keeping it real. Yeah. They're saying, they're yo, saying this shit so much is sugar like, yo. Crap. Mm-hmm. This is not something that's that, a staple that, food. You don't need that this. Yeah, draw. you don't need it, right, right. That could be the draw, why people like they're stuff. Saying, you don't that's need probably it. why that bread is so good. Yeah. Because when you go in there, you can't help no, but smell yeah, how good no. that bread is. And I get the Italian joint with the fucking cheese on it and all that <laughs> shit. I like that four cheese. I get the worst one. For one. <laughs> I get the worst give, one. Give me, give me the wheat. Give me the now, wheat. I'm wondering how much sugar is in that crap. Yeah, enough for me to eat it and then shoot insulin in my ass. All right. I'm anyway. starting with you, Papa Didi. Uh, the last weird news is these gray parrots. Yeah. Gray parrots, I guess is a terminology for different type of parrots, but gray parrots are separated at the zoo after swearing a, bru- a blue streak. Swearing meaning they curse. Oh, my. That they be cussing. And, you know, parrots can the talk parrots shit. parrots are cussing? Anyway, this happened in London. <laughs> a, a British zoo has uh, had to separate five foul-mouthed parrots who the keepers say they're encouraging each other to swear. Okay, now they got over 20 of them in the zoo, but uh, five of them are just carrying on. All right, and their names are Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Ellis. They joined the Lincoln Shower Wildlife Center colony of, uh, well, it was 200 gray parrots in August. Wow. 200. And soon revealed a uh, pension of uh, blue language. Mm. 
Now, they had 200 respectable parrots in there, and now they're all cursing their ass off. So okay? I bet you it was Billy. Now, well, anyway, <laughs> they said that we are quite used to parrots swearing. You know, we were, were never, but we never had five at the same time, said the zoo, the zoo, the zoo chief executive. His name is Stephen Nichols. Most parrots, they clam up outside. But for some reason, these five, they just relish when they go outside. See, they stay indoors at night, but outside they go out there to entertain the uh, the different people to visit the zoo, uh-huh. okay? Nicholas said that no visitors are complaining because they kind of find it kind of funny because when they go next to the parrot, the parrot just says, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> and the people just fucking laugh, and they do videos and everything of that. I bet they do. And, but the people said that we, we had to move the five ones that cursed the most just because it's too vicious for the kids' ears. And yeah, the little kids are repeating it. So. I think Billy is the ringleader. So that's that's the dilemma right now. Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Ellis with some cursing-ass yeah. parrots. Out of the five of them, and, uh, I think Billy is the leader. They had to put them in there. They had to, they had to See, segregate that's Billy. them. So they separated them? They separated them, yeah. Aw. They'll be lonely without their cousin friends. Ooh. All right, and where is this again? London. London. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle <laughs> and Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay. Oh, um, my, my, my. We're going to turn over to uh, Red Wine. Uh, we've been debating whether or not to replace her. Whatever. So if you're we're checking, uh, let's see, what what sites are we checking? We're checking link, LinkedIn and uh, get an intro. What other uh, sites that hire okay, people? Okay, I'm gonna do uh, my own intro. Indeed, it is time for red wine. Indeed, and LinkedIn. I'm just saying. Put your application in. The you job pays eight fifty an hour. You're, you're stepping on my segment. Eight fifty an hour. Um, you're you're on my segment. And we're 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 trying to replace her. So go to LinkedIn or uh, Indeed. Okay, your, I'm just saying right. tonight. I want to say, as far as that debate, what the hell was that? I was really interested and looking forward to this debate because I just wanted to see how was Biden going to do standing up against 45 and. I was really, I don't know what to say, disappointed, confused, perplexed, and I ended up with a headache by the time it was over. That was one of the craziest displays of adult behavior I think I have seen in quite some time. These two grown men ended up just talking over top of each other, predominantly Trump, But after a while, you could see that Biden was getting so frustrated that he started talking over Trump. And it just was like ongoing. It got to the point where Chris Wallace, the uh, moderator, at one point was like, "Uh, I'm the moderator here. And and he told Trump at one point, "Uh, do you want to be the moderator? You can come and sit in my chair. It was out of freaking control. And, I mean, for them to try to, Chris Wallace was doing all he could do to try to keep them in these, like, 15-minute segments based on a question. Right. But it was like you ask Trump a question, (laughs) and he would be like, well, 
let's talk about such and such. And he was just like way out in left field with something else. It was just insane. It was disappointing for, what was that thing, like 90 minutes? I, I'm serious. I had a headache by the time it was over. At one point, no, no, more than one point, at multiple points, all three of them were talking. And I'm like, this is like when they show multiple screens when you're trying to watch the football game. Your eyes don't know where to go. My ears didn't know what to listen to. I'm hearing Biden, Chris Wallace, Trump, and they're all going back and forth. Chris Wallace could not control them. Mm -hmm. I saw something on Instagram where people were saying they need to get Samuel L. Jackson to moderate these days. Because Samuel L. would be like, I said two minutes, mother. I was like, I know that's right. Samuel L. would have shut that crap down. He would have been like, don't make me come up there and kick somebody. I mean, because you're telling them you have two minutes, I need you to respond to the question. Right. And the person, is they were so busy responding to the bull crap from the other person that the actual question was being disregarded. And I thought, you know what, not only are these grown men, these are two old-ass grown men. <laughs> I mean, do we really need to sit through 90 minutes of this? Mm-hmm. And it was like right out the gate. And when Trump started hitting what I felt like was below the belt, mm-hmm. when he started talking about Biden's son yeah. who had a drug problem, I'm like, wait a minute. What has that got to do with the status of America? Mm-hmm. There are drug-addicted people all over America. So if you wanted to talk about the problem of drug addiction in America, you should have addressed that. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't even the question. So that shouldn't even have been a conversation. But the way he came up with, well, your son was kicked out of the military, dishonorably discharged. And I'm like, where do you get that from? You who skirted going into the military with your so-called bone spurs, what do you know about serving in the freaking military? I don't even think he salutes properly when the when the people in the military salute him as commander and freaking chief. He really does. He don't know. You know, you just doing a little thing like, you know, we all would do. Because I've never been in the military. I don't know the proper angle that your hand is supposed to be on your forehead. How high is your elbow supposed to be? There is a protocol to all of that. I don't know whether he knows it or not, but since he never served, my guess would be, you don't know. You don't know. You're just imitating what you've seen. You're right. But for you to actually go there, and then when he starts talking about uh, uh, Biden's son, who was allegedly paid by some Russian person's wife $3 million or $3.5 million, and he kept on just repeating it. Trump just kept saying it while Biden kept saying, that's not true. That's not true. And Trump just kept going. Chris Wallace was trying to rein him in, hmm. but they were totally ignoring him. Right. I'm like, if they could have pimp slapped him, they would have. They were totally ignoring him, and Trump just kept on going and going at it. And I was like, dude, that's not even what's being discussed. How can you be so rude and disrespectful? But I guess the answer to that is because you're a rude and disrespectful person. And now karma's biting you in the back of your backside because now you're dealing with being infected with the virus that you have disrespected and disregarded 
since back in, what, March? But I tell you one thing, he's not calling it the China virus now. You notice all the reports today were saying coronavirus. Ain't nobody talking China virus. That was his terminology. So all I'm saying is uh, that that was a debacle, and I hope they don't do that again. I don't even know if they're going to have any more debates after what they did. Now they got to change the rules and all of this because that was a hot mess. That was a hot steam mess. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but that was a mess. That was some crazy. Nobody knows. Mm. That was like a 90-minute argument between two old men yeah. and one one man that was trying to get in the middle of it. It started out okay, but after a while, I couldn't take it no more. I went to bed. I the okay be. lasted for about three minutes, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. It was a free-for-all after that. Then they about doing some different rules, like cutting off the mic and whatever. But you can still hear the person, the person on the stage can still hear the other person mm-hmm. talking. But they say the next one is supposed to be more like a town hall format mm-hmm. where they get questions from allegedly real people. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see. All right, that was a good one, real one. Thank you, dear. Welcome back to Pajama Party. One here was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. What was that website you were talking, Indeed? <laughs> Looking for replacements for Papa Didi? No. Oh, bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for Papa Didi and Living for the City. You know what? I think what you got for us, Papa Didi? I think with red wine, it's just that time of the month. Okay? Mm-hmm. That time of the month to fire you? And she's okay. fresh out of Kotex, so she's using oh, wrapped up napkins. She's using paper towels. She's using paper towels. It's time for living for the city, Papa Didi. She's using Walmart napkins to sop Okay, do we have to cut his mic like they should have done on the debate? Yeah, we're going to Anyway, red wine, don't go there because you sloppy like that. We're going to get you some. Cut your mic, Papa I'm going to get you some Kotex Modesta, girl. Mm-hmm. The big old purple mm-hmm. box with them pads that's as big as. Uh, you don't even make that crap. What you got for the night, boy? What you got for It's time for living for the city. That stuff is sitting up in the Smithsonian somewhere. Hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> All right, okay. Whew. All right, Pop? Yeah, yeah I'm us. okay, boy, y'all. It's been one of those weeks, folks. Yeah, anyway, um, let's just talk about uh, going forward about, um, you know, who we are. You know, we, we got to represent who we are. You know, what, what gets me more than anything else is when people get on there, Trump and all them, they say, my my black people. You know, I'm like, you know, you miniaturize the race to such a minute aspect when, when there's so many shades of black that's not even funny. You know, I don't know whether white folks think we go to a certain neighborhood when we go home or where, where the fuck y'all think we go when we leave out the job. Oh, black people, you know, just because white folks drive an hour and a half to get to work or whatever, that's their business, you know what I mean? I ain't driving no fucking hour and a half to get to work. That just ain't me. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But, 
But we, you know, I just, I just, I'm only going to stay on this for a minute because I just don't understand when people just think that they know black people so well. And it really pisses me off to a degree where I'm like, listen, Trump says, well, black folks vote for me. What do you have to lose? I'm like, well, I don't really know what the fuck I have to lose. Tell me what I got to lose if I vote for your ass. You ain't doing nothing for me. I look at your cabinet. Your cabinet's all white. So it ain't like you're going to bring nobody that looks like me up into your cabinet, even if you get reelected. You know, the person you got is, uh, what's that boy's name? This man who went from a brain, a brain surgeon. Fucking, what's oh, his name? Oh, Carson. Yeah, Carson. What's his last name? Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Oh, this oh. man was a brain surgeon out of Hopkins <laughs> in Baltimore. A mm-hmm. brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. And, and Trump then reduced his ass to a ticker tape joker in the housing department. He's checking on jokers in the in the projects. I'm like, would you you think because he's a black man, he needs to oversee your projects? Mm. I mean, it's just amazing what the the stuff that we've been been reduced to, and we tolerate it. I don't I don't understand. How do you go from being a brain surgeon to instead of you being the surgeon general, you take the job as the HUD secretary, where you're you're checking the color of the food stamps and shit. Making sure it's the right color blue, or right color, you know, you know, food stamps. The blue one is the twenty-five dollar joint, and the red one's the ten dollar joint. Well, you may not know red wine. She's sophisticated. She don't know shit about food stamps. Whatever. She's hmm. a she's a driveway. She ain't no parallel parker. I've heard anyway, of them. Yeah, yeah, I know you heard of them. This, you know, we don't need something about red wine. Anyway, you know, another thing I'm going to focus on is I saw the video today of this girl that got uh, harassed at the uh, Popeyes and Capitol Hikes. Now you got this big ass security guard. What does what this boy weigh about? Three hundred pounds. He looked like it. Big ass three hundred pound guy. What happened is the girl came in the wrong door. They have doors like the entrance door and the exit door mm-hmm. for the COVID. So she comes in the wrong door. He confronts her, and in typical you know black women style, she fights back. You know what I mean? But what happened is that she got pissed off, so she threw her her beverage at him. Oh Lord! And instead of him kind of playing it off, and because he he's a gun a gun carrying security guard in there, if you look at the video, he goes in his girl hard, little young, young small, petite girl. He goes in hard at her, bangs her up against the door and everything, slams her in the corner, and while he's doing that, he's shaking his pepper spray joint. Like, he's going to pepper spray her. And I'm like, wait a minute, you, you big, fat, no pussy-getting motherfucker. Mm. Apparently, you got a problem with women, because this little young girl was fine as hell. Now, if I was a security guard, I'd probably be cracking that ass, okay? No, this little motherfucker that just jacking his Johnson most of the time, you know, he's pissed because he ain't getting no pussy, okay? Mm. So he's like, I'm just going to whoop her ass because I know I can't fuck her, so I might as well beat her ass. Whatever your concept was, that was some wrong shit. And if you see the video of it, you hear about it, you know, and they, they tried to um, set up a perimeter of people protesting outside. It's the one in that in that mall. When you go down 95, right there by, uh, what's it called? The, uh, help me out, Red Wine. It's the, the one by, they got a, uh, they got, they got, no, they got a Dave and Buster's there. They got the, the. Oh, in Capitol Heights? In Capitol Heights, yeah, the oh, new okay. joint. I think it's called the... I forgot uh, what that's called, that mall. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's it's but they got everything in there. They have uh, a Big Lots in there. They got they got everything. They got BJ's in there, and uh, they got a Popeye's in there. And the food's pretty good. Now, I've, I've been there a few times. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'll boycott it now, being the fact that we dog that sister like it out in there. But he, but they got this big ass security guard in there, and all you ain't got nothing to do all day. But a young girl come in there, she went in the wrong door, and you confronted her. And when she yelled back at you, all you could think about is whooping her ass. Well, I mean, my brother, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, this big old dude, you know, big old sloppy guy, security guard. He was a gun-carrying joker, too. One like he was, you know, because some security guards just carried nice sticks and whatever and walkie-talkies. But he was carrying a gun, so he was a real security guard. Wow. And he slammed up against the wall, and, and, and after a while, she, she talked to the news people, and, and she was okay. You know, she was, she was a strong black woman, thank God. But I can't believe you went into her that hard like that. Only because she came in the wrong door, and you feel like you got to represent your shit because, you know, I mean, it's just amazing. It's just going to show you what's going on in his life. You know what I mean? How un- uncasual he is. Because, see, when you're a man, a casual man, a bougie man doing your thing, getting your share of uh, trim out there, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you know what I mean? Your mind's a little more peaceful. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're getting served the way you need to get served. You know, you got your little girlies out there, got your little side piece. You know, you're getting served. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y- your testicles is, is relinquished of the, you know, of the, of the back. That, red wine, don't stop me when I'm talking, mm-hmm. okay? You had your segment. Nobody stopped you. So you're going to come in and, and say, we get it? What are, what are you, my sensor taker? Red wine? Look, let me just put an announcement right now. We're hiring on the show for another commentator, okay? Because Red Wine's days numbered, okay? She is. Oh, boy. Do <laughs> <laughs> you find that funny? Yes, I do find it amusing. Anyway. We need He's to set funny, you, Papa Diddy. We yeah. need to set you up with a security guard. Okay. Uh, anyway. Leave that alone. But like I said, let me get back to what I'm saying. The man had no right going into this young sister like that. Even though she, if she threw a, a thing of soda at you, you got to play it off as that being a female that, that you wouldn't bother. Like, wow, okay, get out of the store. Don't come back. I'm barring you from the store. But to ram her head up against the wall like that, brother, what the hell were you thinking? What are you thinking? And even, I don't care if you're a security guard. What does that justify? And where'd you, where'd you come from? Because it's so sad that a lot of people that are employed in places come from faraway places. He could be working Capitol Heights, but he could be from Alexandria somewhere. And people drive like an hour and a half to come down to their job. And they get there, and they don't know nobody there. They see a bunch of black folks in there, and they think that, like I said, like Donald Trump, my black people. Like, we're just some kind of alien group of people that are just roaming the earth and shit, and we need to be supervised. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I hate about people when they look at us like we're... You know, they, they don't know who we are, what we are, what we represent, what we go home to, but everybody's going to tell us what to do and how to live. That's what pisses me off about people. They, like, look at you, and the same with Donald Trump. Vote for me, black people. What you got to lose? Well, I don't know what the fuck I got to lose. You know, tell me what I got to lose, because you sure ain't showing me what, what, what we look like in your cabinet. You have elected nobody but Ben Carson to represent us as far as a black person in your cabinet. Everybody else from from pit, pill to post, is white. So what are you telling us about what we have to lose? I don't even know who you are or whether you know who we are. But that's a whole other story. But anyway, in, in the long run, as far as what just, just closing out on things here, when you go to vote, you know, in November, please, just, just you know, take it with a grain of salt. And don't be intimidated by people because Trump then already announced he's going to send his people, right? 
Yep. He's going to send people out to the polls, and them, them little them boys in uh, camouflage outfits going to be out there watching who's voting for who, and just be careful, you know, just manipulate them, you know, because be, be what they think we're not, you know. I mean, just be smart, be wise. Let yourself be free and be smart and don't don't jump yourself, you know. That's all I got to say on the subject. All right. Boys and uh, kind of short on time. So I'm going yeah. to go to Hollywood. All right. Come on, Papa. Come on. Give me, give me my answer. Do you think, uh, Kettle? All right. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend mourn loss of the baby after pregnancy complications. Hmm. Uh, she goes on to Instagram. We never decided our baby's names until the last possible moment after they're born, just before we leave the hospital. But we, for some reason, had started to call this little guy in my belly Jack. So he will always be Jack to us. Jack worked so hard to be a part of our little family. And uh, he will forever uh, be Jack. So it's unfortunate that she lost her. Chrissy uh, Teigen and John Legend, they had a miscarriage. And, you know, people were saying that, you know, it was good they're coming out and talking about it and everything. And, you know, might, might be able to heal somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else's family. So I'm quite sure they're going to try again. So um, hopefully there'll be another uh, Jack, per se. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend lost to Satan. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, J-Lo. J-Lo has a new uh, purse. Coach introduces the Coach Times Jennifer Lopez Hutton bag as part of the Global Superstars first collaboration with the house. Designed with creative director um, Stuart Berbers. And inspired by the values of authenticity and sensitivity that Coach and Lopez share, the bag reimagines the house's modern-day icon with Lopez's singular approach to style. That's okay, a real cute. It's a cute little bag. Yeah, but how much? Jennifer Lopez. And, uh, <laughs> coach. coach ain't cheap. Coach is not, know, coach coach. not cheap at all. I mean, it's like a little cut, but it has a little, you know, a little... Um, thing that you you know you can you can put on your shoulder. Yeah. Um it doesn't say how much but it should be coming out in store shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez and Coach. Interesting. Hmm. Mariah Carey hmm. and her memoirs which was co written with the writer and activist Angela Davis. What? Is an inclusive, entertaining, impressively well written account of her road from poverty to Security to stardom. Hmm. But its first half is a nearly unrelenting catalog of cruelty, brutality, and deprivation. Really? Got a lot going on. She, she really couldn't identify with herself. She, she didn't know that she has Irish descent, black descent. She has a little bit of everything. Um, everybody knows, uh, you know, she was married to... Um, Motello, he was um, a big producer uh, back in 93. Mm-hmm. They were like 15, 20 years apart as far as an age. But my take on it, I think she just married him just to advance her career. 
because mm-hmm. he kind of just brought her out, and after that, the rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, she hadn't been able to keep a man since then, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another uh, horse True. of another color. Yeah. Um, Nicki Minaj and husband Kenneth Petty. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.